even reckless. I snatch you right out your Lexus. I'm moving blocks like it's Tetris. A hundred thousand by breakfast. Welcome Damn back to It Is What It Is. Texas. I'm Treasure Wilson, aka yeah. Stat Baby, with your host Cam and Mace. Yeah. How we feeling? That's uh, good, boy. I got Great. that Carolina blue on. He got the Duke on. Yeah, man. You, you know, know who won more championships? Hey, Ooh. champ. You know where the yeah. goat from? Yeah, Ooh. man. Listen, my mm. success needs the goat. <laughs> College basketball. Oh, you right now. Okay, so we have a special episode today. Yeah. But right now, we know the NBA playoffs are in full mm -hmm. swing. There are the winners and the losers. But yeah. overall, what players and teams do you think have the most to prove? The most to prove, I would say Joel Embiid and um, James, James Harden. James Harden, yep. yeah. You know, Joel Embiid, a lot of people probably don't even remember that he first started saying about 10 years ago, Trust the process. Yeah. Trust the, the pro process. Well, God damn, my yeah, nigga. How long is this process? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I respect the process, but where's the finished product? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if it's most approved, I'm going to say that because James Harden also left to get a championship. He turned down $103 million for two years to yep. join a championship team. It wasn't Philadelphia at first. It was the Nets ended up in Philadelphia. You know, his man down Maury got him over there. Yeah, and he in shape, so there's no excuses. Right, but I would say those are the most approved as a team. Individually, mm -hmm. you got Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris uh, Paul is definitely on the clock. Yes, you got Chris Paul. You have, I would say, Kawhi Leonard because you made that move to L.A. and it hasn't panned out since. I forgot about Kawhi. Yes. Kawhi, you're on the clock too. Yeah, so those are the two individual players, I would say, have the most approved. Uh, but as far as a team and a duo, it's Joel and uh, James Harden. And the Knicks have nothing to prove. If the Knicks make it to the second round, we're happy <laughs> as New Yorkers. We're just happy that them <laughs> niggas win a fucking game. But. Yes. Okay. And with that, we'll be right back. Pink horsepower. She called this thing about it's toxic. What's happening, baby? Baby. What's happening? Why you walking like that? That's how... That's how I walk. And then, like, you come on breathing on me like that. I fucking breathe to live. And, like, you used to be dark-skinned, and now you act like hella light-skinned. Are you fucking blind? I'm dark-skinned. What, what the fuck? And then, like, look at your beard. What the fuck is your wrong with my beard? stupid. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't even like it. The way you breathe in, all of that. Has this ever happened to you? Your girl seems to be mad, angry, upset. She's frustrated. It's only one way to handle that. Pink horsepower. No. Wait, your breath. Wait, your breath is really refreshing. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to give you a massage. Plus, have I told you how good your beard looks lately? It looks so good. No! It looks... PHP. It works every time. Wait! Where are you going? Welcome back. So today we have special guest and NBA All-Star Jason Williams. Hailing from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, the Phoenix Suns selected him as the 21st pick in the 1990 NBA Draft. He was then traded to the 76ers, and then after, he ended up with the New Jersey Nets, which is now known as the Brooklyn Nets. In 97, he led the league in offensive rebounds, and he played in the 1998 NBA All-Star Game. His career came to an end after he broke his leg in a collision on the court. 
after he faced some legal incidents throughout the years with one major incident that sentenced him to five years in prison. During his sentence, he was moved to Rikers Island. Since being released, he strives to help prisoners, athletes, and citizens with anxiety, drugs, and depression through his Rebound Adventure Therapy program. He also speaks out on athlete mental health. Thank you for being here, Jason. I love intro, All man. Right. Oh, <laughs> it is what it is. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for coming, man. Good job. Thank you very much. No problem, man. Thanks for coming up, man. Anytime, brother. You know That's that. Going on. One love. Yep. So listen, I want to start by asking you. Yeah. You know, you played in the 90s. Mm -hmm. What do you think about today's NBA? Is it soft compared to when you played? <laughs> yeah, for a lot of reasons. See, yeah. first of all, like, I'm never going to get back on NBA basketball okay. when I answer this question, right? Right. Because they're going to say, oh, Jay going against the league. Right. You yeah. know, so they find the brothers who are a little lighter skinned than I am, <laughs> put them on there. But <laughs> I'm going to tell it like it is. <laughs> right. Because I was doing this before Charles Barkley was doing this. Right. Remember, I was on NBC. There you I was go. the one who brought the humor to it. Right. You know, but this is the difference. When me and Oakley and all the other guys, Barkley, we didn't have no Instagram and so, right. you know, we yeah. barely had cell phones. Yeah. Right. So number one was when we saw each other, we saw each other for real. Right. You know, it was you like yeah, type, right. You yeah. Type, yeah. 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 We, 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 we was fighting. Yeah, man. So like you <laughs> see, cause, <laughs> Put the race and you had fights with Charles yeah. Barkley, all, all of us, man, because you know what? Say you out with some chick and somebody that. said, oh, you know what she said about you and this and that? Oh, he what? said that, huh? Wow. It wasn't like we can get on Instagram <laughs> and be like a studio gangsters, <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. So we brought it to the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or we go around, you know, <laughs> with New York and New York at the, in New Jersey Nets, same kind of area, right? Right. So yeah, we go bar energy. to bar looking for them. Right. You know, yeah. you can't find them, but you know, sooner or later, you're going to have to be at the garden. That's a fact. And that's when, right? That's, that's a, fact. a fact. That's and a that's fact. And that's when we got it on. So, you know, Adam Silver wanted more scoring. Right. He told yeah. David Stern into getting away with the hand check. Right. Oh, you yeah. know, look, you know, y'all yeah, play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah the you, ball. Right. So, you Jerry know, once you put ball. that on you, yeah. you can't move. But yeah. if you do move, I know which way you're going. Right. So I can get there. Yeah. Now, if you can't touch a man, he's just right by yeah, you. Right. Can shake you know you what I'm saying? So a lot more scoring. And then, you know, like the All Star game, uh, you know, like when we came in, let me tell you a funny story about the All Star game. Right. So my first year in the league, my first two games were Michael Jordan and then Larry Bird. Wow. Right. Michael Jordan, it was first game. I'm there, it's half court stretching out, and then the whole place erupts. Mike come running out. And I'm like, oh man. He runs up to me and goes, hey, Jace, you're going to have a great career. And then the place was, I was like, ah, that was Michael Jordan. Now I'm not. Right. Now I've got, you know, basketball never made me nervous. Right. But now I'm nervous. Mike they, runs up to you. Yeah. And I might have to call Cap on that. Yeah. Mike runs out and just tell you, you're going to have a great, great career. career. Me straight, I was at half court. He wasn't even on the layup line. He came out like, <laughs> yeah. like eight minutes late. I didn't yeah. know why the crowd was going crazy. Right. You know, so make a long story long. He gave oh, me that, hey, Jace, you're going to have a great career. Right? And I was like, it got for real there. They put me in the first play of the game. You know, when they put me in, I the ball came off. Should be easy rebound. Bounce off my head, went out of bounds. Took me out. Yeah. That's all right. Not, you know, we go to play Boston Celtics the next night. Yeah. We're going to play against Larry Bird, right? Right. Now, you understand, why we grew up, yeah. I'm on the Louis side. So on this side of the bridge, you know, we all Julius Yeah, Irving. we know. The other side is Knickerbocker. They all <laughs> right. Boston Celtics. <laughs> right. You yeah. can't play bad. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to tell, tell Larry Bird's ass. So Larry heard me say to the coach, <laughs> put me in. Because 
Charles Barkley came in drunk as hell, right? right. He was hurting that day. Right. So Larry Bird was like, oh, you've been out all night, huh? Right. Boof, take that. Then he went over to uh, Rick Mahorn. Come on, Rick, you can't check me. You too big. Boom. Finish wow. Rick off. Then he went over to Armand Gillian. Come on, Armand, you still colorblind? Bring your ass out here. Boom. So I'm only one left. Crazy yeah, like always that. talking, man. So so Yo, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, story, yeah, so I'm like, put me in. Put me in, coach. And the guy, coach, I'm the only one left, right? So he put me in. So I went out there and said, come on, man. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. He gave me a pump fake, man. Back in the day, I could jump that high. I jumped up in there, came back down. He said, stupid, bats, hit a three. Right. So I was like, okay, next time I ain't going to jump. So he looked at me and said, oh, you ain't going to jump? Bat, hit another one. How much bird had that? Well, let me tell you something. Hey, finished, hey, Mix, he came back down again, yeah. right? I said, I bet you can't take me on the post. Gave me one of these, one on the post, and went around and dunked it. Now I'm running back down listening to what my daddy said. Boy, you should have been a brick mason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I can't play in this damn league. These boys is good. So I ran back down. I told him, said, look, you want to fight? So I just started grabbing him. Right. Just grabbing him, just started told him. So now second half starts, and the same thing. Larry start lighting up one. You know, lighting up another one. Yeah. Lighting up another one. They get to me at the end of the bench. I started looking up in the stands with the fans. I was like, please don't put me back in. Right. Now, that's the only punk story you're going to get from me for, because <laughs> I was scared to go in the game to play against Larry Bird. Ooh, and then, then when I got to the rookie team, mm-hmm. the, the All-Star game. Yeah. yeah. So I get there early. You know, you see I get to the show early. I get everywhere early, want to yeah. be prepared. Yeah. I walk in, and Larry Bird's the coach. I said, I ain't seen this month. So I just, he says, nothing. I said, hey, what's up, coach? He ain't say nothing. And then, uh. He thought about it. He said, your minutes are on the refrigerator, mother effing rookie. Because that's what he had called right, me. Yeah. Yeah, he that's called me and put the MF the rookie in the game way back. Crazy. So, yeah, and that's the only thing he said to me. But he said, look, we get 50000 if we win, twenty five if we lose. I want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. That went a long way to tell you about the All-Star game. Yeah, right. You know, we got more money. But now, you know, so we played harder. Plus, it was much more pride, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was a... Uh, you know, look, I, I heard people say when my mom kissed my dad before he went to work, she knew she wasn't going to see him for another 12 hours. Right, right? Yeah. absolutely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how we were in the NBA. We weren't going to see you till we see you in another game. Right. And you got the best of me. But now y'all just, you know, these kids get on the computer. It's like they still playing each other. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's friends. Right. Who who was the biggest shit talker now that we're talking about this right. that you played against? Who talked the most shit that you like? The dirtiest player was yeah. the Reverend, excuse me. You know, um, <laughs> and, uh, excuse me, Mason. You know, uh, AC Green. Green. Oh, man. man, you know, <laughs> all, the tra- all, the time say, all the time preaching and all the time reaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. AC Green was the dirtiest preacher I've ever seen. You know, that is truth there, man. Who, who's your goat, though? Who's uh, the goat? All who's time? your goat? Yeah. Oh, man, Will Chamberlain. Oh, man. That's you know why? Right. Because, you know, now, now you know, Will Chamberlain was my, my mentor, right. but he played every game of every minute, of every second, right, and didn't foul out for a whole season and some damn Chuck Taylors. Wow. Ooh, right? These guys point. got sneakers now that come from Mars, and they have load management. <laughs> right? They're playing they're three or four days, day out. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, this dude damn near paid barefoot. Yeah. You gave somebody some Chuck Taylors right now, right? They can't wait to get them all. That's a fact. That's true. I seen the one with Michael Jordan said his yeah. first his, his feet was bleeding in them. Yeah. And he played yeah. at the garden, man. And Kareem yeah. played in the shell toes. Yeah, Kareem too. Right. I, he went to my high school, so, you know. Right. So I saw Kareem one time in Harlem, man. I was like, hey Kareem, how you doing? It's Jason Williams. I went to the high school. I was in the league. He said, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I don't hear no good stories about Kareem, <laughs> man. Kareem. Kareem. Maybe I'm going all the way to Sylvia's. Maybe because you, know? you call him Kareem. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's what, it, what you want me to call him. Mel Cylinder? Blue Alcinda. Blue Alcinda. But he had changed it to Kareem. Oh, I yeah, think he, yeah. Yeah, to yeah he probably whipped my ass. Yeah, I'm about to say, you better not yeah. call that nigga Blue Alcinda, nigga. Smack fire. I'm to set him up. Call him What do you think about the comparison, and, and you're, you, you know, you're an older player, so I may know what you're going to say, but LeBron and Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. what do you think about that comparison? Yeah, Being that you played against Mike as well. It's a comparison that gets me in trouble because like one of my best friends who got me out of a lot of trouble and sent me where uh, we'll talk about later is Charles Oakley, right? Mm -hmm. right? And Charles Oakley is like LeBron's nephew, Cleveland uh, nigga. uncle, yeah, 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 some yeah, Cleveland you know, nigga. and Michael yeah. Jordan's his best friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he caught in the conundrum. Yeah. So I, I answer that question depending on how much he feeling that day, yeah. right? right. But why you say that about Michael? You know, that's the old. Why you say that about LeBron? Right. But in the beginning, I think Michael was more of a killer, right? right. See, look, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm tell you for real. You know, LeBron James is a freak athlete. Yeah. LeBron James came to play, but Michael Jordan played every game. Right, he was right. like, mm -hmm. you know, he just sit out. Um, Michael Jordan has not done as much for the community. I say that. I say that he did that. So you are little. Okay. But he, but he has done a lot. That's what I said. I said the same thing. All right. Okay. I can tell you something. I said the same thing. He don't want to be outside. All right. We talking basketball. All right. So this is the difference. Michael Jordan be smacking on that gum, right? And and and, and he, you follow him, he be like, "Go ahead, do that shit again." You see what happened to you after the game? See, you know. Yeah, yeah, Mike's after the game guy. Mike after Mike, the and game. let me tell you, after the game, he got the brothers with the feather in the cap. Them yeah. old cats, yeah. sixty-five, sit at the bar, yeah. put one bullet in at a time. You know, drink a whiskey. I, I, you know what I'm saying? You he ain't got no this young holding the gun upside down. Let me ask you a question. Do you know a story that Mike and his these niggas with the feathers in the app stepped to somebody before? Man, or you, you really gonna get it? me in trouble. I uh, seen him. You, you <laughs> see <laughs> them? You don't down. mess with Michael. <laughs> Let me tell you what Michael Jordan do, man. Michael Jordan used to park his Lamborghini. And we didn't have no Lamborghini. We was just getting off Cadillac going into Mercedes. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You know? And he'd park his, his, his Lamborghini in front of the visitor. So that's us. Right. And wow. then we had to slide across his door to get in there. I remember we had to play with Kerry Kittles one time. Kerry was like, who called? It's this. Right. So he said, I said, I don't want no deal for me because I didn't have to check him. Right. I said, it's Michael Jordan. He said, oh, shit. Right. You know? Right. But hey, Kevin that's Kittles? the kind of game I like Kerry Kittles. And, and take you out. And Chicago take you out all night, right? Because he has lullaby. Know, he had his own restaurant, yeah. and they act like he up in there drinking water. Mm -hmm. You know, we up in there drinking spirits. Next yeah. day, he flying all over you. Not that he had to, and not to take anything from LeBron. Yeah, you know, they just two different type of players. Um, they both great. Uh, so you know, 
I'm always going to go with my era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. My era. Right. Who is your championship pick for this year? I'm going to tell you something. I, I get I get emotional when we talk. I was rooting for Dallas, yeah. believe it or not, because let me tell you all something. Nobody has done more for people that look like us sitting here on this panel um, for drugs and alcohol and treatment than Mark Cuban. You know, Mark Cuban sees some of the stuff. He'll call you Jay. I got this guy. The Lante West, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, well, I got this person. Well, you have to be. Get this person better. Now, you know, the NBA don't do that. Once you finish, I understand that. I'm finished with them. Yeah. So he'll go over, and then you go to the next cat, right? Is that mostly for Dallas Mavericks? No, player, and, and no it could be for anybody, man. Anybody. It could be for anybody. So I kind of put my allegiance toward him. Yeah. And then when Kyrie went over there, I was like, all right, we're going to change this thing, and it was going to go you know, the way it is. But yeah. it looks like so far, you know, Phoenix, yeah. you know, and um, – Yeah, yeah, Phoenix looks yeah, pretty well, good, but – You know, with Dallas as much you know, as Yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, Mark Cuban's – That you know, shit ain't working yeah, out. You with Mark Cuban, yeah, but yeah, you got to go with Phoenix. Yeah, but, that shit ain't working out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that true. Uh, and then I like Milwaukee. So like you got a Phoenix against good, Milwaukee. Good choices. Now, who you taking, Giannis or Durant? Mm, that's tough. Y'all got Durant on the show. Giannis been on here yet? I'm going with Durant. I'm no going, so I'm going, with, I'm going yeah. with Durant because he's been on the yeah, show. Yeah, all right. He all right. ain't been here yet, yeah, but right. that's the whole thing. He's coming up. <laughs> all right. But at all the right. end of the day, I don't right. go against Kevin Durant with nobody. <laughs> right. That's just me. He dipset and all. That's part of the family, man. So who was your toughest competition, I would ask you, playing ever? Person who gave you the, mo- the hardest time. Mm-hmm. Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley. More yeah. than Barkley. You know, more than Barkley. Look, man, Charles Barkley, I played with him for two years, right? All yeah. Right. And I played with Michael Jordan in the All-Star Games. Mm-hmm. So I probably had a chance to practice with them both. Yeah. Right? See, Charles Barkley would fight you if you play him too hard in practice. Yeah. Wow. Charles Oakley, I mean, uh, Michael Jordan would fight you if you weren't playing him hard enough. You get it? So right. we'd be in the practice and we'd be looking for Charles. Where Charles at? And then Charles all of a sudden he'd be on the side riding a bike. And he used to come in with this, these uh the the hotcakes and sausage. Yeah. He'll put them in there and he'll roll them up and put the syrup in the in butter practice? and squeeze it. And then just be on the bike while one mile an hour, eating it. And, Won't y'all run the floor? <laughs> you lazy sons of bitches. That's, That's why we can't never win. We ain't gonna never win shit. And pancakes and shit be spitting all over his mouth. I played with him for two years. He practiced two times. And I probably had to get in <laughs> 10 fights for him. You know, every time he went somewhere, you know, I was his bodyguard. Jay, right. man, you heard what the dude said about me? Knock him out. Right. You know, then my fine came. Right. Then my check come. My daddy, it was just me and my daddy. He'd be like, man, you owe these people money. You so know? Barkley only practiced two times. Two times in two years. In two years. Yeah. Oakley. Yeah, Oakley. Now, Oakley was my guy when I went on the court. Me, him, and Bruce Smith was, we had big daddies. We yeah. had big daddies is a place that I owned. And we were in there drinking until about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And, and, uh, and, and Oakley looked over at me and he said, hey, man, you best to get home, young buck. And I said, get home? He just said, yeah, you got a game tomorrow. So who we play? He said, we play you. I said, what time is it? One o'clock. Wow. It's a one o'clock game wow. on NBC at the Garden. Wow. So, I, you know, I figured, yo, he came to my place, mm-hmm. hooked him with some drinks. You're going to be all right. Right. You know, it's going to be like one of the games of today's era. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. So I walked up to him. I said, hey, man, boy, I sure am sick, man. We just, we tore it up last night. You good? He's like, I feel great. 
So I was like, damn, that was kind of something. The ball went up. He said, pow! Hit me right in the mouth. Wow. You know? And then that was on. So me and him just wrestled the whole game. Nobody's watching nothing going on with basketball. It was just me and him just slumping each other on the ground. Nice. You know, but nothing, nothing dirty. You know, we nah. didn't, but just he is the toughest guy. That you is, know? and it's just so. like when we go to Miami, man. Mm-hmm. Like Miami was never that good. Right. You know yeah. how it is yeah. when you get from New Jersey, you get off the plane in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Basketball is the last thing on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had like three buses. You know, the superstar bus, the 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 white boy bus. You know, that was the right. only the bus that got there on time. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that didn't play. Right. You know, and then the my bus. Right. You know, what was on your bus? What was on your bus? Just me and the driver, you know, (laughs) trying to catch up to the first bus so we don't get so we don't get fined. Right. She called this thing about toxic. Got you feeling like an option Maybe I'm my own problem, big. She tired of hearing I don't know My stubborn in me won't fall, oh, oh Dealing with this thing called trust But she really thinking about She wanna be free Why am I in this woman? Welcome back. Okay, so Jason, after your time in the league, you faced a very different route. What happened in between? Well, I got hurt playing an NBA game. Um, that kind of set me on a way of not being in front of the fans and losing a lot of self-esteem. Uh, but I got picked up right away uh, by NBC. And NBC, I was... Charles Barkley, like I told y'all before, before mm-hmm. Charles Barkley brought some humor in there, but something was missing. You know, Cam made something was missing, man. I just could roar the crowd, I don't know. Yeah. Right. You know, when you go to reporter, you know, and that, you know, people look at you different, teammates, you know, you stop. still was you, young. It wasn't still like was young, you right. And people, yeah. you know, stop talking to you. But the biggest thing, I lost my routine. See, I used to get up in the morning when I had a game, feed my animals, and then I'd get on my tractor trailer. You know, 18-wheeler, go drop off a dozer, then go to shoot around, you know, and then my dad had me come back, lay brick, and then I go play a basketball game, NBA mm-hmm. game. That was my life. Yeah. You know, and then once I got hurt, I was just laying in the bed and, you know, mad at my friends as the new friends come in. And, well, that's the problem. Yeah. When you let new friends in, you let old friends know your routine. All right, Jay, mm-hmm. you had two tonight. You got to get up. You got to go leave. And I'm like, well, now nah, what I got to leave for? So yeah. my new friends would say, Jay, man, the hell with that, man. You ain't yeah. working for one day a week. And, uh, you know, just started drinking too much um, mm-hmm. and started getting reckless. But um, one night in particular, I bought my, I don't know if y'all know, but I lost three sisters, two sisters to age. A guy once, when I was 13 years old, followed my sister into the house, stabbed her 17 times and beat her over the head with a hammer. Um, we had to take down all the mirrors in our house because she was deformed, but she went to get a blood transfusion and she became the first woman in New York City to catch the AIDS virus. And it's not like when you have it now, there's ways you can Mm -hmm. deal with it. Um, When you get it there, you die in six months. My other sister, Laura, you know, started um, 
you know, trying to soothe her and started using drugs with her because they could both got hooked on meth yeah. uh, and, and heroin. And um, so I ended up losing both sisters there. And then Sorry I had another, that, thank you, man. And then I had another sister who I love so much. Her husband had a bad day and came home and had too much to drink and took a shotgun and blew her head off. Um, then killed himself. So, but my two first sisters, they How had- How were you when this happened? 14. Both of these Yeah, 14 Dang. with my first two sisters. But understand, my dad had jobs, my mom had jobs. You know, my dad was a truck driver, and then he had a gas station on 151st and 7th, and then uh, he also laid bricks. Gas yeah, too. you know, yeah. So he, um, we, he had to do that. stopping grounds over there. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. right across from the tennis court. So, but I had to sign with St. John's, yeah. and then after, after school, you know, so I couldn't let them go to foster care. Yeah. My mom wasn't working, so I moved them in with me. So they just a few years younger than me. You know, like I'm 18 at this time. One is 11, one is eight. And, uh, you know, I wake up the little boy first in Queens and I drive him to Manhattan, then come back and wake up the girl, you know, who's my daughter adoptedly now, legally, and then yeah. wake them up because if not, you know, the children's trial services would take them. So, you know, then get her to school. And then I had to go to school, then after school go, Man, pick them up, then go to Queens, pick them up, then bring them to practice, let them run around. Wow. St. John's University was not kind enough to let that happen. And then I would, uh, you know, have to bring them home, get them washed up, you know, give them food, help them with their homework, and then put them to bed. I had to do the same thing and still try to do what an 18-year-old does playing at the most famous university in the world right. in New York City. Right. Um, so I had them issues. And uh, when we fast forward to the accident that I caused in 2002. Um, well, before you get there, yes. before you get there, do you think the things that you went through when you were young played any role in your in your adult life? Yeah, um, I think when you have a African-American father and a white mother, mm -hmm. you know, 50 years ago, it's yeah. not like it is now. We see every commercial. Yeah. You know, so my dad and mom have both been married before. So my mother married a Spanish man, so she has Spanish daughters. My dad had African-American kids. And then I moved to the Deep South because they thought it was, you know, a good time to move away from racism from, yeah. you know, New York City. And then we moved to a little town called Ritter, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And most people haven't even seen a white person, let alone a white and a black together in a yeah. high yellow like myself. So I had to use my imagination and play by myself. So a lot of times, but I knew something was off because I said, you know what? Even though I got beat up where I came, every day on the bus, I couldn't tell my dad because he would go hurt somebody. And even when my uncle did something to me, uh, I couldn't tell my dad what his brother did because I know he would have killed him and I wouldn't have seen him. What did his brother do? My uncle molested me, and that's the nice way to say it. Wow. So uh, uh, if there is a nice way to say it, that's the easy mm -hmm. way to say it. Um, but... What we did do is I knew that I had to keep my family together all times. Yeah. So I couldn't sell my dad when my dad went to his grave, not knowing that. Um, I've always been about keeping my core people. And that's what killed me, Mace. That's what killed me. I mean, if you fast forward to it, yeah. like I'm a core person. Like, like yeah. you, my crew, if you're with me, you, I roll with you. That's Some, what I was getting at, yeah. that because when 
as I was following your story, that's the first thing I thought about. I was thinking something, and I, I shared this with Cam. I said something had to happen young for for the he things that, that transpired yeah. later because me being a person outside of music and stuff, I, I did a lot of um, training and therapy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I kind of understood that. So all of the actions that you were making, I was able to follow that, like not therapeutic, but therapeutic, right. you right. know, and, and noticing that these things happen and they never went away. So right. even though you got older and you got money, like we was talking about the Gary Coleman syndrome, right. Right. it's like those things don't leave because you got money. Right. So it's like, I didn't know exactly what happened, but you may mention in one of your documentaries or or the conversation where you said somebody broke a pool table, a, bro- a pool yeah. stick over mm-hmm. the head because mm-hmm. of something that happened and I was going to ask you. What was that? But I guess this was that thing that made him break the pool stick over his head. Right, right. So as you got as you got older, did did anything change? Was this a one time thing? Was this like you know just for the listeners who you, are listening? You know what? It didn't. Let's fast forward over the accident. Mm-hmm. Let's go twenty three years to where we are today. So about five months ago, I got elected into the. St. John's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks. You know, I, I gave more money to St. John's. I'm the only player to ever donate money to St. John's. I donated $2.1 million. The only player? Yeah. What about yeah. Mark Jackson? You know, Mark is, you know how you preachers get. Y'all uh. get frugal. <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah, you know? Can't you know? Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, yeah. Mark. Yeah. That's your yeah. You know? Come on, you know? Mark. Yeah. I, I remember I used to come to the church. I come a little late. They said, oh, you know, we're going to pass that plate no around one more time. Right. Now, no, Mark, they no make donation. no donation. I love him, but he didn't Mark, make no. I'm the only Mark. player 2. ever. The only player clear. ever. Let's Luke Conasecca would not like that, Mark. You know? For the only but player ever. you said, ever. fast forward to 23 years later. Right, that they give me an award, and uh, the night before, uh, my manager wakes me up and says, hey, man, your, your kid just put out a press release on you. Yeah. And, I, and the press release was, you know, saying he's not a good father, y'all shouldn't give him a award. And, that, and then St. John's came back wow. and said, um, hey, you know, uh, we give him an award on what he's been through, a lot of trauma when he was a kid, and that he's been great here, yeah. and he runs a treatment center for drugs and alcohol, and has helped 325 people saved lives, and they put that all in there. But the one thing that hit me was when he said trauma. I was like, I never had no trauma. Yeah. Because trauma mean like, my my daddy wasn't protecting me. My daddy's my own everything. He protected me, me and my mama. So that word stuck with me. But see, trauma is not the actual event. It's how we remember it. Exactly. That's the trauma. And I did have trauma. Because you know how we are in our family. If something happens to us, you know, we go to the funeral. And then we tell what we love about him, and we have some laughs about it. We cry, and then we the next man up. So when people say, how can you raise two children in college? It's impossible. Right. It's just I'm the next person up. Right. You know, and uh, but you deal with a lot of stuff, and then you keep building it up, building it up. And then when you have a treatment center, you know, you can hear other people, and I could be a warning or an example to them yeah. down in Rebound. You know, uh, and, 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 and you got to walk, you know, a certain way. Yeah. And, and got to, so, you know, it's not a way I deflect. But going back, if you want to go back to the night of the accident, you know, 
That was with my dad, who's my best friend, who was with me everywhere, not what the press says it is. It was my dad, my children now, who were with me at St. John's, I adopted, and their children. Mm -hmm. So my grandchildren went to watch the Globetrotters, and it was a couple of Globetrotters playing that will play with me with the Nets, and I didn't like that. I said, nah, man, they must need some money. So I said, man, when y'all finish, come back you didn't, by my house. Not to cut you up, you didn't like it because they were former NBA players that had to subject themselves to go play at the Globetrotters? Yes, and not to say the Globetrotters, you know, they, if they weren't, they they had to play for the Globetrotters. More you, know? story, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I'm not taking anything away right. from the Globetrotters. Right. You know, and I and I like these two guys. And um, so I said, hey, man, when it comes over, come to my house and give me some money. And um, they end up, we ended up get something to eat, went over to the house. We ate, uh, the limousine driver, Mr. Gustafi, his family uh, was family with us. He came in and, and he ate with us in the restaurant. And then we all got in the car to go over. And I've never met him before in my life, the, Mr. Gustafi, the limousine driver. And I went home and to be real, Instead of showing people the Picassos that I had, you know, gotten and everything else, uh, I went into my bedroom where I have all these guns that are locked up uh, in, and because we have skeet machines. And somebody had given me some nice shotguns in there. And I what, what's a skeet them. machine for those who don't know? A skeet machine is where they throw clay up and you go, so it's shotguns, it wasn't pistols. And um, I was showing it to them, and while I was passing one out, when I passed one this way, and the gun went off, and it hit Mr. Safi in the chest. And so how many him. did you pass out before Probably that? Probably about seven or eight, you know. Uh, and I didn't so even know So that was the was last there. gun? Yeah, it was the last one. And I didn't even see him there. And, uh, you know, I thought he'd be in the car. You mm -hmm. know, uh, I thought everybody, you know, and I was just doing that. So now I'm going to go back, get the money, give it to them going their way. But I acted like a coward. I ran. And then jumped in the pool. He said, I was in shock. And anything, I'll tell you this, I don't wake up any day not feeling remorse or sorry and repentful for what I have done. Um, so I'm not proud of it. And, um, you know, I talk all around the country about gun safety. You know, you couldn't give me a gun. I see a gun, young man, but standing behind us with, with two of them, you know, like that wouldn't have bothered me back then. You know, today mm -hmm. it does, mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, and and when if you ask me the question, Cam, why do we ever carry guns as, as famous as we are? You know what? It's never because we gonna get robbed in the club. It's just because that new inner circle we let in. If we would have stuck with our same old boys where we grew up in, the people that helped you out, you know what I'm saying? It's that we get that new group, we bring in a new group, and then you gotta let them know, yo, I ain't no sucker. Right. And you know, so, you know, if it ain't, you don't ain't going to be blackmailing or doing something like this and your self-esteem is gone. And when self-esteem is gone, what you would, drink What would they be death. blackmailing you off? Well, anything. They know mm -hmm. where your money is. You know what I'm saying? They know you might not be home with your wife when you're supposed to be. You know, anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they could be anything with it. Speaking of that, with this particular situation that we're talking about now, when you was going trial or when you was uh, home waiting for to go to trial or anything like that, did one of your friends try to extort you for money or a job or yeah. something like that, Mr. Yeah. Benjamin? Yes. Right. Yeah. What, how did that go? Wow. You know, it's funny that you say that because I just did an autograph signing last week and he was there. Wow. And um, my manager is a Christian guy and, and Curtis Martin 
pr prays with us every Wednesday. We have a conversation. Right. And um, he walked in, man, and now older Jason, like, you know, look, the, the, the person who did that to my sister, we, we, they found him. His name was Sergio. Right. And then yeah. I got, they brought him to, to me and said, Jay, you know, Apache. He said, Jake, shoot this guy. He's the one who killed both your sisters. Gave me a gun. I didn't do it. I, I'm not a killer. Right. You know, and then for four or five years, go around the neighborhood. Oh, Jay ain't no killer. You know, Jay ain't no killer. You know, but so now we go into a situation where and this it is goes. Before, this is before yeah, the incident? Yeah, the, this is. That, that, this is right. We caught them, you know, before I was even, you know, 19, 18 years old. But oh, now we fast gotcha. forward to Benoit, you know. Yeah, Benoit wanted some money for the say. I said, look, bro, just tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Just tell the truth, man. Right. And uh, he might have been in a bad position. And that's what I told my lawyer. He's in a bad position. He needs, let me just take care of him. I ain't right. buying the truth. Right. Let's let this thing go away. My, my lawyer said, no, you can't do that, Jay. And then I ended up seeing him last week at an autograph signing, and he just came up to me and this close and was hugging me and like, man, you know, Jay, you remember when we was crazy? Like, not even remembering all of the stuff he has caused. Right. But, you know, right. I, I started what crying did, because... What did you do? Not to fast forward from your revisit, from you seeing him last week, but when that actually happened, what was your reaction? Cause like... What do you mean you want some money from me? What do you mean give you a job for your testimony? What, 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 how did you handle that friendship? Did you see him in between? No, nah, but my thing was, yo, what is the NBA player asking for this low amount for? You know, just mm -hmm. give it to him to tell the truth and let's get up, you know, give it to him. That's what There's I said. Like Benjamin, the basketball thing? Yeah, I was like, oh, give it to him. So I said, so, oh, you know, <laughs> so I, I was just like, you know, I, this a long time ago with my lawyers. Lawyers, sometimes lawyers want to make stuff drag out. Protect you. you know what I'm saying? And protect you. So I don't know. But regardless, man, they put him on the stand. Everybody else said one thing. He said another. Um, jury saw it my way. Um, they know it was an accident. It's just that what I did after the accident, um, which I take full responsibility for, man. And, um, you know, but seeing him, you know, and him hugging me, man, it, it was a good chance. It, you know, I wanted to let all the little kids out outside and, and, and lock the door and, and on him. But you know what? God has taken me so far, you know, right now, helping people, you know, that, that man. Oh, if brother, I did that, I love, care, I would, I love God too. Cam, I, I would have gave it back, much. man. But let me tell you, but let me say something. Let me tell you, man, at the very end, he came up to me and I said, I'm out, man. And I even told him I'm out. And he ran up to me and he came and was this close to my face. And he said, he said, Jay, I need help, man. I need help. And I said, he said, I said, I said, look here, man. He says, I'm take me with you. I said, look, man, you know, I'm cleaning this over. We, I'm in a treatment center down here. Seven years. He's like, last week, yeah, he asked you help. to take him with you. Yeah. Oh, and you know what, man? Swap, I can't. Baby. And this is there. God's uh, own truth, man. Cool niggas. I was slapping shit out, but you, you know, fuck me. You coming with me I, after I you try to extort me for testimony that could have possibly sent me to jail for the rest of my life if they didn't see a manslaughter. For money or job, it ended up getting wiped away. You see him however many years later, nigga, like, yo, can I go with you? Yeah. Nah, he might just slap, I might spit on him. Tell you, man, and yeah, it was it, it was hard. It was a weird, hard day getting out of there. And then a week later, people were saying to Benoit that was calling them because he got everybody's number. And then I, I called the NBA and said, would y'all mind if I help Benoit get into a rebound? Because it looks like he's going through some issues. 
And he said, well, he just called up to you and cursed us out right now. Let's get back to you. So, um, you know, and uh, like a person like that, you know, I called Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban and say, hey, man, you know, maybe we can help this person uh, or maybe not. Or Mark might say same thing you just said, man, you know, that dude just tried to lie and put you in jail for the rest of your life, Jay. You can't save everybody. So that's where it goes, you know. Let me let me ask you something. When you say, when you make this statement, I take full responsibility, what does that mean? That means for leaving, this, for leaving the accident and causing it too. Because look, man, I could have been showing them my pictures. I could be showing my old cars, the new cars, my tractor trailers I drive every day. You know, here I am showing guns. You know what I'm saying? If I was with my older group, you know, my people, that my college coach and everybody, they would say, Jay, what the hell are you showing that gun for? What yeah. you showing them that for? They ain't the case, they could see. You know what I'm saying? But something was off. Probably didn't trust something or, you know, but there wasn't like it was handguns. It was just shotguns that we used shooting skeet, which I shot every day. But, you know, still shouldn't have been around it. Yeah, you know, but what, know makes, what, what makes you say, I took full responsibility? What, what because if I would have like? never went to that case, Mr. Christophe would still be alive. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he'd still mm-hmm. be alive. I could control that accident. So you end up going to jail. How was it? What was your time like while you was in jail? It ain't no joke. You know, um, you know these little kids out here running around now, uh, they think, you know, let's go with the simple stuff first. Cam, you know, they say, well, yeah, man, yeah, I can do time. I ain't worrying about it. Maybe, they, maybe these little, you know, you know, rugrats can do time. But can their grandmama do it? Can their mama do it? Can their daddy do it while you in there? But when you come out, when now you are, look, when I came out, I was like, all right, I'm going to go into, a, I want to live in that building right there. So told my agent, called me back. He said, well, you can't live in that building. And I said, well, he said, pick another one. I was like, why? That's the newest one. It's in the Low East Side. He said, Jay, pick another one. I said, why can't I live there? He said, they got an HOA, Homeowners Association. I said, what does that mean? He said, that means you're a convicted felon. You know, now think about that. If they send you back, Camden, to your neighborhood, of course you live in next door to a convicted felon, right? right. Most likely, right. we have another one in our family, mm-hmm. right? Or somewhere. Right. So it's hard to find, you know, that source. But the hardest part for me was I'm claustrophobic. You know, so putting me, I ain't scared of no wolves. Now look, man, I'm in Northern State, Mid-State, Broadway, uh, uh, you know, Rikers Island, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, once they close that door, that it could sound like this. Bam. And then you'd be like, whoa. Bam. One more time. And I'd be like, why? They got to lock the damn door twice. And uh, all the stuff that they tell you six by eight, that ain't true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't lay neither way to stretch my legs. And, you know, the ceilings were high, but I couldn't stretch my hand and just count my breath, man. And, you know, and that's why I, I would never, ever you don't see anything in a cage and not release it. And that's why I have reentry programs, you know, for people to be truck drivers and, and construction, you know. Yeah, but, but let me tell you something, man. And look, I ain't never scared of no wolves. You know, we all been in here. I'm from the low east side. Right. You know, I'm not scared of the wolves in there. You know, I can handle four or five of them. That means I can handle 15,000 with a drink of holds. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's the way you carried yourself with great humility and the way I carried myself on the street. I don't, the way I carried myself on the street is what got me over in, in there, mm-hmm. you know, because I wasn't 
you know, trying to, you know, pop my collar on What's people. What's the craziest thing happened? We'll move past jail. The yeah. craziest shit in jail that happened while you were there. I tell you, tell you two stories. One would remind me about the coffee machine, and I'll tell you this one. Um, we had this brother in there. His name was Joe Johnson. He's like a heavyweight champion. He'd been in jail 25 years. Yeah. So they, you know, they like became my bodyguard. You know, his self-acclaimed. You know, because you know when you go to Broadway, you go to they got the booty bandits. You know, and uh, they'd be like, hey man, they come in and then they they surround you. And then, the, Yo, Jay, and then pull, one bug can Jay, come Jay, in. Jay, when you up here, when you say booty bandits, just say pause after this so nobody <laughs> talk about you real quick. <laughs> booty bandits, you got to say pause after this. Okay. All right. All right. So, you know, you got, so, you know, you got the booty bandits. Yeah. Pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, over there, uh, and, and what they do, man, is they surround these young kids that come in. They know that you're young. These kids made one mistake, punch somebody in the face, mm-hmm. going to jail, then... That's why they take their shoelaces and their and, and they in their belts yeah. and they got saggers. That's when they step wearing their pants like that. So people don't know that. You wearing your pants sagging off your your butt, they know that you're a newbie, you know. And then, then they, somebody come over there and say, "Hey man, but you in the cell with this guy? He protect you." Then he will do what he does, you know. So I came in there been trying to be a superhero, you know, trying to change that. But changing that, to be honest with you, makes just like you, man, through God. You know, because like people say, oh, everybody, you find, you find God when you go to jail. Man, when they lock that damn door twice and there ain't nobody been in there but you, and you feel like you got just enough air to make it until tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, you better pray on God. You know, so I once, you asked me one, one, one of the stories. One of the stories, Cam, so this big dude, you know, Joe Johnson, he was my bodyguard. Boy, you know, you know they big, and you know who just came out of jail. We know. Right? right? So they got big, big up here. They got little legs, right? Mm-hmm. There ain't no legs machines there, right? They just doing chin-ups, <laughs> right? If you see a white dude and he can play spades, you know he, you know damn well he's been in jail, right? right? So, you know, so this dude, Joe Johnson, always with me. Six foot ten, muscles everywhere, standing behind me all the time. And and uh, so one day, you know, I'm telling stories that we're telling here. And then one day I said, told a story about him. I said, man, and then we call him Bojack, right? So I said, man, Bojack. And he's like, what's up, boss? I said, you remember when Paisan was cutting your hair and he was on that heroin and he fell asleep and, and, and he messed your hair up? And everybody started laughing, but ain't nobody ever laughed at him. You know, he'd been in there 27 years. Right. Right? So he said, hey, boss, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. He said, let's go in the bathroom. I said, yeah, let's go in the bathroom, you know? I went in the bathroom, and the boy, when he walked, he, he like Terry Crews. He could make all this bounce around and... You know nothing? And he said, you see all this? He said, see, that was crazy. That was crazy. all these muscles. He said, see all these muscles? He said, ma'am, he said, I can't fight. I got a lot of muscles, but I can't fight. But don't let me jump off on your big ass and find out you can't fight either. Hey, yo. You know? And that was the coldest shit somebody ever told me. So when I went back, I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's cold, right? <laughs> yeah. And then another time, I just saw a guy get, you know, his back broken and then they went went to the coffee machine and just got the coffee melting to death. Um, you see a lot of stuff, man. You know, you stay in there long enough. Um, wow, but hey, crazy. but you know what? Cam, this is the thing. Nobody ever came up to me and said, yo, man, let me get your coffee. Let me get your cigarettes. They all said, Jay, when I get out of here, can you help me with a job? 
Because if a brother got a job, he got respect. Right. And we got to get brothers jobs. And I listen, and, I, and I'm glad I'm on this platform such large because I know Jay Z got a reentry program. You know, never call me, and that's my brother. Like brother, nobody else knows it better than me that you can talk to. It's close. Tell you to help you. We you know, and then the and then the Kardashians, right? You know what? It, all that other stuff. You got to get people back into society. They're called returned citizens. You know, so you got to help them return. Are you finding that heart? Are you finding that heart? I'm finding. You, you know, I go into prisons. Yeah. You know, maybe once a month, and I speak, and then I have a program where I say, look. Come to this tractor trailer school and heavy equipment school, and we're gonna help round up a little money if we can, a little, and then get you in there as a hotel, and you're gonna run heavy machinery, and then you're gonna drive trucks on our 350 acres, and then you're gonna leave with a job with your CDL class A, and then you're gonna leave with your certification to move heavy machinery where you can make 25, 30, $35 an hour. And check this out. What's good about that, Cam, think about parole, right? Now they can get themselves in the tractor trailer and if the parole officer agrees, you know, they are up and down the tractor trailer. They can live in the tractor trailer. They don't have to live back in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're living in the back while they're making money. Gotcha. But you know, I don't never hear from no one. Nobody ever. I don't hear from Jay. I don't hear from Kardashians. You know, I'm steady doing this stuff myself. Right. You know? Did you know Kim Kardashian before this? No, and hell no, you ain't gonna trick me into that one. Not no, you me. You said you're not hearing from them. I wanna know why would you be hearing from them? <laughs> well, they got if something going. If they do their homework, there's no re-entry. <laughs> so, you know? so really quick, I want you to be able to elaborate on this for the viewers who are watching. So you did create a re-entry program yes. and rebound treatment center. Right. So can you elaborate a little bit on that and things that you've been able to accomplish? Okay, two different two different entities in itself. Okay, the re-entry program is for people coming out of jail, men and women, right? They come out of jail, they go up to Jacksonville, Florida. We help them get the driver's license, CDL class. You from Jacksonville. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and then we do uh, heavy equipment. That's one. Now, what I mainly do every day here in Florida, right, is that we have a drug and alcohol treatment center, a mm -hmm. retreat, where you come in from anxiety, depression, you know, any kind of drug, and especially with this fentanyl that's going around right now, mm -hmm. um, uh, we get you better. And we're not by going from class to class. We have those too, but do outdoor adventure therapy. So like yesterday, we jumping out of airplanes. Mm -hmm. The day before, I'm flying an airplane, teaching you how to fly one, doing takeoff and land. You get scuba dive certified. You're you teaching know? them how to fly. Yes, and get scuba dive certified also. We're doing wave running, paddle boarding. We have horses, goats, all that stuff you're getting on. And we could look, right now, me and you could be the toughest dudes in the room. But when I put you in an airplane 13,000 feet, and you know. You're not putting me in no airplane. You know what I'm saying? See, now we're getting somewhere, though. Now we're getting somewhere, right? We're getting to the comfort level. You know, then we really start talking about it. You know? You know, so, you know, especially, you know, the brothers, man, we get them on the boat and we'd be like, they'd be like, what are we gonna do on this boat? We're gonna stay on the boat. And I know we're going to 60 feet, man. I can't drink all this water. I said, no, brother, we're going down. Plus, you know, and now we had the Newark Fire Department, you know, come down. Right. And they came. And now what they did, one dude got better, AD, and he went back and he started teaching people and became a master diver. Now they go all around the world and he put that alcohol and drugs down and they just do scuba diving. So it's, you know, it's not just to get to the core. Everybody wants to labor you. Right. You know, we didn't have all these labels when we was a kid. 
You had two buses to went to school, right? We knew that. And I ain't gonna get in trouble. You had two buses, right? And and, and then everybody else, the if one, you couldn't sit there. The big bus and the smaller bus. That's right. right. And and and, and why what, you don't want to say that? Why you know, you don't want to say the little bus? You know, yeah, you you know you know what happens when you start putting that stuff up the like the, so you had the little bus, but you understood that from them. But some people couldn't sit stand still in class, you know, and the teacher teacher wrote a letter. The next day, now how did that kid get cured? You know, his daddy came home. Or his mama let him have it, because his mama ain't got time to go to, to the school, because she got four jobs, right? So we label every time. Somebody want to keep a kid clean room. Oh, he got OCD. Nah, he just want to keep a clean room. You know, so every single person have to be labeled. When you come to us, we teach you sober, get you off the 20 different pills that you're on now, right? And then we see where you're at. Then our psychiatrist might say, you know something? Yeah, Cam, Cam bipolar. Yeah, we might need to, you know, but they might look at him and say, ain't nothing wrong with him, man. That brother's good. But anytime we have any kind of little trauma in our life, we need a pill to take it up. It's not how our body works. You're supposed to have some fear. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it's what keeps you alive. Fear keeps you alive? Uh, definitely. It keeps me alive because, look, wait, I, wait, I, I, wait. How, many, how many times, you know, some fear is good fear, Mace. You know, Where you get that from? hey, I must be one of your records because I know this. So check this out. Hey, I know this. I got two strikes, right? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm about to get him. No, you know? I've been letting him go the whole time. But, but, you know, two strikes. You know, that's, you know, if I jumped off on Benoit, I jumped off on somebody, that's three strikes. So that's fear, like not getting in trouble again. Because if let me tell you something, so you they said call, fear keeps you alive. Fear keeps you alive, keeps you alert, keeps me. It keeps you alert. I'll go right. with that. It can keep you alert. Right. I'm just asking because I'm 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 responsible to keep the truth on here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it is. You know, it is for something that for me. Look, man. If they say they got Jason Williams, he got parking tickets. He got to go to jail for three years. Y'all miles are put on the news and look over at Cam and say, yo, man, they ain't never taking that brother alive again because I'm not going back in there. You know what I'm saying? That place is not, not meant for you, so Mr. B. So you saying if you're in a situation and you got to go to jail, you're not going back? I hope I'm not going back. You know oh, what I'm no, trying no. to say. Oh, I thought you were going to say You know You know what I'm saying? shoot out on the highway. You know. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I took it as. Jason, let me ask you something. What, what was when you came to the, the idea of saying, I'm going to go on this show, what was your purpose of going on the show? First of all, I wanted to talk about African-Americans and their uneducation of getting treatment. Oh, treatment one. from what? Treatment from addiction, especially with fentanyl being out right now, because our brothers and sisters are dying on the street mm -hmm. because they have the one pill, one yeah. kill pill. And we that getting that's not being covered. Like, look, back in the day, you can go to treatment. You, now, be honest, I didn't know what it was until I had to go. Yeah. But when you come up in there, uh, if you would have said, "I need," I'm on crack. That was a code for, "Oh, you black, you wouldn't come to that treatment center." Yeah. But if you said, "I was on opioids," you was coming to that treatment center. You know what I'm saying? They have a bed for you. What I'm trying to tell you is happening again. You know, all over again. Now with fentanyl. You know, we are dying at an alarming rate. 
and we and 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 we don't have any beds, and and it's something that we need to, you know, we need to. How to did learn. how did that become your passion? From like your story, right. your story is one of of triumph. Your story is right. about defeat. Your story mm-hmm. is about overcoming. How did um, fentanyl become the thing that you're so passionate about? I, it wasn't. It was alcohol and and everything else that started with me. But then when I opened up my center. Right, I think I was just going. I learned as I went. Yeah. I said, "Well, this guy's just a fall down drunk. You know, we can get him better by structure, empathy, accountability. You know, no white coat and stethoscope would help it. Yeah. Then it started changing because you got synthetic marijuana. They're putting different stuff in that stuff now, right? And you can get it right at at, at the supermarket. You can get it right at uh, any gas station. And then you know now you go to opioids. And now, which you know what happened there? Like Richard Pryor used to say." You know, if you're driving down, you say a white couple driving and they get off the highway and watch, go look at all these people. It's a shame on drugs. They get home and find a 14-year-old daughter on drugs and go, damn, it's an epidemic. That means everybody doing it now. And that, so I grew organically with how it came in. I thought I was just going to be dealing with people on drugs and alcohol and not as much as mental illness and how strong the drugs have become and you're not knowing what you're getting. You know, back in the day, you went and got some drugs. I'm guilty of it. You know what you're getting. You know who you're getting with it. Now where it's coming from, you know, they making it as ever they want, and there's no restriction, and they're putting some of that stuff in everything just to keep you addicted to it. So how, this is what I want to know. So with everything, with everything you've seen throughout your life, right? Right. What made you, you think, make those decisions that you made? Since you've seen so many horrible things, what would make you make such a horrible decision? As the accident? Is we using as a base? Just, that's one of the, that's yeah. one of them. See, that that wasn't even a decision. That was an accident. Was so, accident. so I think as something that I always knew, is look, Jason means healer. You, you you know, in the Bible, you know that, Rev. You know, I always like Rev. when people. <laughs> I, I always that, like when people can depend on me. Yeah. That makes me give me peace. You know, uh, look, I would love to do what y'all doing. You know, if y'all put another chair up in here, you know, if, if TNT or ABC or can have another <laughs> one. Look, I've come up with. I call Lawrence Taylor. I said, Lawrence Taylor. I said, I said, Jeremy Shockey. I said, how about we do our own morning show? You know, what people would want to hear from us instead of, you know, the straight laced guys who never got in trouble, you know, you yeah. think they're tuning and listen to. That's what I really would want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But those calls haven't been coming into. I want to why, do what y'all do you doing. Think, why do you think that hasn't happened? Because I, I got an answer for you. But I I'm... think because, uh, you know, the success, you know, something that happened 23 years ago, uh, I couldn't give you an answer to that. All only thing I could tell you is, man, is just one day at a time, one breath at a time for me to keep going. Um, I'm sincerely sorry for what I have done. I am remorseful. I'm repentful. I go through it. Um, sometimes when I'm having too much fun, I sit back and go, man, you shouldn't even be having fun. I beat myself up over it, but I got great people like Curtis Martin who has Bible conversations with me every Wednesday and our alumni. So what's holding me back from being... Back on the set, I guess me, you know, mm-hmm. you know me. Uh, sometimes, you know, you don't want to step out uh, or you want to have step out. But here I am telling you, you know, I would love to do what y'all are doing and I would love to be back. Yeah, we'll you know. bring you back, man. Yeah.
we'll definitely bring you back. Anything else you want to ask him? No. I got one more question, and and I just want to know how this went. How'd you go straight to the pool? Like, how'd that go? Like, yo, fuck that chlorine going to clean this off? Yeah, you know when what? You, you, you know what happened? You, you cleaned that pistol you hear, off. When you hear boom, yeah. I didn't ever remember being in it. Right. I didn't remember that when they read it. Right. I was like, I did what? So you jumped, you forgot you jumped yeah, in the pool you didn't until even you know. got the court? Yeah, did, I didn't, didn't even know. No, I, when they give you the discovery. Okay. Did you yeah, jump in the pool with the gun? Did you clean No, the gun? I think the gun was left, the gun oh. there. Right. The gun went just oh, we went got off. Time the gun was, but never, yeah, yeah, we got some time. Yeah, oh. never ever, you know. I, 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 I read that and I was like, yeah. you jumped in the pool. So never, you, no. That's no what that I'm was saying. I was shocked. Was you and, just the pool, the and the pool was a hundred yards away, indoor. So you, you think, know, so you was thinking that the chlorine maybe could. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking that, but maybe not. I was just, you know, I must have been thinking something because I ran back up in there. But see, this is the difference though. If I had the right people with me, right, they'd have slapped me and said, yo, Jay, stop. Right. You had an accident. Right. What the hell are you doing? Don't move. Right. Even though we called 911 in 10 seconds. Right. You know, well, you 911 did. was called in 10 seconds. It wasn't like we was That's doing That's what all I was going to ask you. No, no, 911 was called immediately. It was already on the way. It was already on yeah. the way. So when they got there, you was wet, pause? I, I don't even remember. That I didn't crazy. even remember. I said pause, nigga. Yeah. Fuck yeah. is you talking that about? That was crazy. I said fucking pause. That Yo, that's a legit question, <laughs> yeah. nigga. That's legit. That's a legit question. Okay. Bro. All right. So when when all of this is going on, what would you what would you say to the um what would you say to the people that think um this wasn't an accident? What would you say to them? I won't say anything to them because I know it, it was an accident. And uh I went to court and it was an accident. What it, you know. I didn't know the man, had no beef with the man. What would you, you know? say to somebody just, like John Moran? Yeah. What I tell John is, you know, how one 11 second incident walking into your house and after 11 seconds could change your life, the same for him. He might have been told that already, you know. Well, I think he should look into the camera and yeah. tell it to well, John because John will we, we, be watching. What, you, what we do want you to do, though, seriously, is let people know where they can find your. Your treatment center at if they need help and who to go out to to get in contact with you and your people. What is it, Grace? Reboundforlife.org. Okay. If you need to get in contact with me, it's reboundforlife.org. And it's the four and one eight seven seven two rebound. Again, Jason. Why you don't know your shit by heart? Man, I don't be much for that. You know? Man. You really love to do what you're doing? Why you actually a man? No. <laughs> are you are you just the face for this shit? Are you really? I think you should have went in the Yo, camera. Yo, are you the face or are you really behind this, Jay? You put the work in? All right, all right, man. All right. And then before we go to break, Jason, yeah. do you have any next steps that you would like to share? Well, thank you for coming, man. man we appreciate you heart, guys, man. Definitely. Yeah. No, you know, just, uh, I, you know, brother, glad to see how y'all doing it up in here, too. Thank like, you, man. you know, this for real. Yeah. Like, sometimes I do a podcast and be like, uh, y'all got it, you know, green room, <laughs> makeup, yeah. uh, protection, everything else up in there, man, you know? <laughs> the producers, executive producer, cord, you know? No, I appreciate you know, that. We just this for real. We was coming here, you know, on set every day. We just making sure we's all right, man. Oh, man. oh shit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, ain't know how, we ain't know how you was coming through, so. <laughs> 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 
Nah, but thank you, Jay. Nah, man. We appreciate yeah. you, man. Make sure y'all go check out Jay's um, rehabilitation and treatment center. Sounds like fun. I mean, it sounds so good that I almost wish. Well, no, nah, I don't wish that, but you got stuff for people who not on drugs. You got all type of activities and shit. I'm You're like, always welcome to come to Rebound thank, and join us. Thank you. So yes, if you yes. see me there, I'm not fucked up. Right. I'm just going to support. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Again, Jason, thank you so much, and we'll be right back. Thank you. She called this thing about toxic. Four years and counting. Got you feeling like an option. Maybe I'm my own problem, babe. She's tired of hearing I don't know. My stubborn in me won't fall. Oh, oh. Dealing with this thing called trust. But she really thinking about she want to be free. Welcome back. Now, we gotta talk about the interview with Jason Williams. I think everyone wants to know both of y'all's thoughts. So let's take a recap. I think the guy was capping so much. That's why we needed a recap. It was so much cap going on. I don't even know where to start. So you saying he lied this whole interview that we just did. The whole interview's a lie. Put the poll up right hey, now. Yo, pause, man, yeah, yo, pause. Yo, God I'm damn, saying, I'm yo. trying to... I'm trying to. <laughs> my bad. You're right. I'm being unprofessional. My bad. We said we. My bad. Yeah, let's be professional. Yeah, my bad. That. My bad. So since we're professional right now, we don't have to say pause, but check it out. He was lying about 95 to 92 percent. 95? Do you think that whole interview was a lie? 95 percent of it? What? Give me. Give me two lies. Give me two. Okay. The first thing when I asked him about did the molestation go on, he never even answered it. He he covered everything he did with an accomplishment. Everywhere there was brokenness, he put accomplishment there. What do you think? Well, I want to know your second point. You and then when he said um he jumped in the pool, that was he jumped in the pool after he shot the gun. And then he came back and said he called 911. It, it was just a lot. It was it was so many, you could just go down the list. I will say this part, though. My nigga, so the people, and no disrespect because somebody actually died right. and got hurt. Right. But he said it was almost movie-like that the person who did it, his, his friends dragged him to him and gave him a gun and said, finish him. <laughs> this is the person who did this. And you to his sister. It, to his sister. And he said he 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 couldn't do it because he's not a killer. And then in another interview with Vlad, he said um that he was talking with Michael Jordan and 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 pretty much Mike said, You're a better person than him. Right. I just thought that was kind of dramatic. Not saying it's not true. I don't know, and especially the situations with his sister. That was pretty, right. That was pretty bad, but it looked like he had a drink. <laughs> looked like he had a drink for or three. He smelled like wine cooler. <laughs> 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 
My man's ready to pop a nigga to him, need beef. She had a nigga on deck. You ain't gonna yeah, come up in. Yeah, you won't run in here with you, that. Nah, you ain't, ain't no accidents today, baby. We ain't doing the accident thing. That, I, was, I wanted to ask yo, him, but nigga, I couldn't the, get into it. The nigga said he shot a nigga like this. <laughs> he said he did. He passed the gun. He like, said he wasn't looking. He, yo, said, he said, boom, like this. And though. then he go another lie. He said... He passed out like seven guns, and on the eighth gun, this the one that went off. He did say that. Do you think he was capping? Um, <laughs> I think some of the situations weren't making sense. Um, like what? Which so, one? So in other words, which one? You, you, you know why I fuck with you, Step Baby? Because you, you say <laughs> capping professionally. Some of the situations seem like they weren't making sense. In other words, he was capping. <laughs> Okay, what situation didn't make sense in your opinion? So there's a couple things. One, when he said that he immediately jumped in the pool and he was talking about why he did it. I didn't think that made sense. Also, when he was talking about- But not about, to cut you off, because I like that point. Yeah. Because how you immediately jump in the pool if it's and 100 the, yards away? Yeah, that And how sense. did you That's call 911 and jump in the pool? And, Which one, champ? And, and he said he didn't remember that, but-, but you don't remember running 100 yards jumping in an indoor pool? <laughs> and y'all asked, you guys said in court, so you just forgot certain stuff. And he's like, well, I didn't forget it, but like that didn't really but make sense. But that's what like, trauma does to you. That's another thing he was capping about. The trauma makes you remember only certain things. Come on, we from the trauma capital of the world. That's a fact. What else? I want to hear more yeah. of your opinions. So I do have to add another part that he did say. Um, with the whole St. John's things. Yeah. He touched on it, but he didn't finish his explanation when he said that his daughter spoke up against that his honor. That was another one. He didn't go back to it. What part are you talking about? Because I, I want to know what y'all are talking about. Right. So what basically, he, he was being honored by St. John's, and his daughters actually came out and said that he doesn't need to be honored because growing up, they he never took letter. care of us. They, they wrote, wrote a letter, letter, and it was in print. And for those who are watching, like, that did happen. You can search it up. Yeah. He touched on it, stopped. And, and then he Mason's went into, go his, into it, but he went into something else and went to his accomplishments and his he went into training his facility. Accomplishments so I did, you know, I kept <laughs> let him continue, but there were some things that was like. Uh -huh. Did you catch anything else? Uh, I mean, obviously, there is the Michael Jordan part as well. And then. <laughs> what part about Michael that was Jordan? Super cap. Um, basically, he was saying that, that was he, credited, super cap. he credited him. Killer, that like, was super cat. I mean, obviously, I don't know Michael Jordan, but I could not see him going and saying that real quick, whispering in the ear, and then going to play the game. Like, that didn't really make sense. I don't really see he that He said Mike him. walked up to him the first time he ever met him and said, you're going to have a great career. Yeah. As a rookie. I, I could not see that. And I feel like if he said that. For some, my, that's my, first of all, I'm going to keep it 100. We never hear Mike giving nobody that's no what motherfucking I was say. props. Like, he Mike Scotty's still man. waiting on his credit. Yeah, he disses everybody. <laughs> And then he said he Mike said that from a rookie. That was great. What else you catch? Um, so my last thing was just like the fights off the court. He was elaborating a little bit on that. You did ask him to touch up on it. He gave you the story of Larry Bird and other people, but he didn't really get into it. He's so it's like spin king. He's spin king. He's a spin king. When you start asking about one thing, he spin his way <laughs> yeah. out and start talking about other shit. And what, Look, what like, else he said I that thought, was I thought crazy. your story was sincere, man. I, I appreciate you coming through. Murder and stack got over opinions, man. I, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. They dragged the niggas to your brother. I'm not, but I, I'm not saying that happened. It was a little traumatic. But I will add, you know, and no disrespect to him. We really appreciate yeah, you, you coming out on the show. Thank you so much. And speaking much. out with us, definitely heard your story and wanted to hear what you had to say. But, you know, people are going to say a little bit of things. 
we felt some type of way about some type of things. We're not saying that what you said isn't true. We've got to clarify that. We're not saying that what he said was not Mace true. Mace said shit ain't but true. <laughs> Mace did say it. <laughs> Mace said cap. Mace said cap. I said it while he was here, though, but we couldn't get into all the cap that he was doing because he, he was capping too fast. What I think is he knows that he's going to be questioned about this. Yeah. This was 20 years ago, and he got that shit down, packed to know how to spin off yeah. and go here, go whatever, but... I think he does regret what happened. Yeah, I think for he sure. does. I think he really does. For sure. Yeah, and listen, if you're really trying to move on, you start with the truth. That's where you move on from. You're not really going to be able to move on until you address the real truth. But this is the thing. See, let me tell you something, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I'm not supporting what he did, but when niggas panic, you like, oh, I shot a nigga. Yo, yeah, help me yeah. do this. Help me do that. So <laughs> your brain is just all over the place if you're not that type of nigga. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not supporting what he did, but I get that a nigga panicked and tried to do all that. But elaborating what you just said, yeah. If when I, you come back to us, no, no, tell no. us the truth. Yeah, but no, no. What yeah. I'm about to tell you is absolutely right. But what I was saying is, it started a lie. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> the whole shit. Once it started a lie, the lie mobile. Yeah, yeah he was going stop. downhill yeah, in the lie mobile. <laughs> And his speed just got faster. Yeah, like, you know, the shit. After, <laughs> after he shot the guy, the very first thing was start planning the lie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So from there, man, and it's your choice. Benoit, Benoit did him dirty. <laughs> no, but on some G shit. Yeah. Do you believe he seen better than Benoit last week? <laughs> now we got to have him up in and tell his side. <laughs> yeah, let's find Benjamin. Yo, Benjamin Benoit. <laughs> Reach out to us and uh, let us know if you tried to leave with Jay yeah. Will last week when you seen him. Oh, or if you seen goodness. him. But real talk, yo, it takes a lot of courage to come up here because we don't go hold no shots yeah. or pull no punches. So Jay Will, much, much respect. Pardon me, Jason Williams, because Jay Will is, yeah. he changed his name to Jay Will. So Jason yeah. Williams, we appreciate you. Of course. And again, Jason, we do appreciate you. Although we have our thoughts, we don't want to take away from the main message. There are a lot of mental health issues, especially yes. in the black community. There's no joke there. So if you need mm -hmm. resources or need help, please reach out. And also, we want to know you guys' thoughts on social media. So make sure to go on Twitter, Instagram, hashtag it is what it is and share your thoughts. Thank you for watching and stay tuned for the next episode. What you want, nigga? Everything, nigga, super size. Two Big Macs. Like when they doing them two for five.